Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. We humans tend to enjoy the ocean, So it makes sense that we'd want to take a piece of it home with us. But be warned, beachside souvenir hunting can land you in prison if you go overboard. Case in point, early in summer of 2018, a Texas woman was fined $500 and sentenced to 15 days in jail by a Florida judge for illegally harvesting 40 queen conch shells on her Key West vacation. Queen conchs are marine snails who live in gorgeous shells of their own making— Florida allows people to collect the vacant shells, but it's illegal to take one that's still occupied by a live conch. The shells that the aforementioned Texan took had living, breathing mollusks in them. Florida has a vested interest in these nautical treasures. On the shell-loaded island of Sanibel, a barrier community near Fort Myers, beachcombing is a major draw for tourists. And when residents noticed their precious commodities were vanishing, they took action— In the late 20th century, locals started worrying that out-of-towners were pillaging too many shells. 
As a conservation measure, Sanibel banned the collection of any shells with their original mollusks still living inside, as well as any sand dollars, starfish, and sea urchins. The ban took effect in 1995 and has since been extended throughout Sanibel's home county. If you've noticed seashell depletion on the beaches you visit, know that it's not just a matter of light-fingered vacationers. Organized poaching has become a serious global concern. We spoke via email with Vincent Nyman, an anthropology professor at Oxford Brookes University in the United Kingdom. In a 2015 study he co-authored, Nyman documented the illegal trade of Indonesia's protected shells. The Indonesian government keeps a list of mollusks that are illegal to trade or collect within the republic's jurisdiction— Chambered nautiluses, tritons trumpets, and some giant clams are among the creatures ostensibly protected by law there. Yet poaching is rampant. Nyman's paper tells of 20 illegal shipments that were intercepted by the Indonesian authorities between 2008 and 2013. Put together, these busts yielded more than 42,000 shells of protected species, valued at $700,000. Nyman said, It's very important to note that we're not talking about individual tourists collecting a couple of shells on the beach, putting them in their suitcase, and bringing them home. We're talking about a large-scale commercial trade, where the shells are collected by active fishing, scuba diving, cages, etc., and where entire sections of the ocean floor are emptied. He stresses that poachers like to grab occupied shells and then destroy the animals within them. He explained that when the animals are alive, their shells are usually in excellent condition, as opposed to shells that have been discarded and washed up on the beach, which are often damaged. Mollusks aren't the only animals who've been hurt by the reckless overhunting of seashells. When snails, nautiluses, and other sea animals die of natural causes, other creatures like to move into their former shell homes. We also spoke via email with Michael Kowaluski, an ecologist at the University of Florida. He said, the most obvious examples are hermit crabs, which use empty shells as protective armor. There are, in fact, many marine habitats where it's hard to find an empty shell because hermit crabs inhabit almost all of them. When there aren't enough shells to go around, hermit crab populations are curbed, and housing is just one service that unused shells offer. Some sea creatures and birds eat them for mineral supplements like calcium carbonate. Others use the sturdy shells as anchors, from other mollusks to barnacles and many more. The harvest of these shells isn't just bad for the local ecosystem, it's also bad for the environment, and ultimately for the humans who live and visit there. Take Yarga Beach, a lovely slice of the Iberian Peninsula. Located in Salo, Spain, it's a hot vacation destination that's enjoyed increasing popularity. Wanting to know more about how this rise in human activity was affecting the ecosystem, Kowalewski rolled up his sleeves and hit the scene. From July of 1978 through July of 1981, he and his colleagues put together monthly catalogs of all the seashell material they could find on Yarga Beach. Kowalewski returned decades later for a new round of surveys beginning in 2008 and ending in 2010. His discoveries weren't encouraging. Tourism data revealed an almost threefold increase in visitation between 1980 and 2010. During that same period, the number of seashells on Yarga Beach fell by more than 60%. Coincidence? Probably not. Other beachside communities should be worried about the same kind of decline in seashells, and not just for environmental reasons. Shells tend to break up into particles that are bigger than typical sand grains. These shell fragments help beaches fight erosion by locking up, making it harder for winds, waves, and water currents to move shoreline sediment around. If we remove too many seashells, it'll become harder for our beaches to resist the forces of erosion, and that could affect shoreside buildings, roads, and other infrastructure. So what's the solution? Nyman notes, In many countries, there are excellent laws in place to prevent over-harvesting. Companies and individuals should follow the existing regulations, and the authorities should enforce them. 
It is an economic crime and should be handled as such. He added that prosecutors and judges must take large-scale poaching operations more seriously. Today's episode was written by Mark Mancini, whose name I've been mispronouncing for about two years now, and it was produced by Tyler Klang. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other multidisciplinary topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. Uh, Canva helps you get your point across, uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, Plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.